welcome everyone to a gamepad studio 77 live stream interview we are coming to you live from mostly london but also some of north carolina north carolina north carolina see i remembered all right cool so uh what i also remember is my name so i am nigel the co-founder of maya matter i am tazzy i am a streamer and also the co-host Cool. And for people who are new to us, uh, so My Matter is a manga brand. Gamepad is our social gaming event where we promote inclusion and diversity in the games industry and provide young people with work experience opportunities as they make their way into a career in video games. So we do this through different events we've been doing since 2015. Uh, in 2020, we switched to online uh, because you know that that thing um, and this year we also launched our studio 77 platform where we have another opportunity to provide um, more interviews like this one panels game nights which we're going to be talking about and give members exclusive access to our gamepad events across the Maya Matter universe uh, so I'm going to give a heads up at the end I'm going to talk a bit more about that but you can check out our website We'll drop links by the end to become a founding member until the end of this month, so the 28th. And like I mentioned, we'll have, uh, as well as interviews like this one, where we're doing game nights, which we've got coming up next week, and exclusive artwork, uh, including some of our characters, which you can see around the edges of our stream. So yeah, so all that's going to be available. Check that out. We're going to come back to that. But we're here to talk to the guy in... In the bottom left, in the bottom left corner, we're going to get to know him. So today's going to be mostly about our guest. Let's meet him. So today we are joined by Chris Davis, a sports management professor and a founder of Force Management Group, an esports and gaming organization. He's also the founder of the Black Game League, a networking community created to assist people to, of colour as they navigate through the gaming industry. So we will be putting all the media links, social media links in chat and uh, in the video description if you're a Studio 77 member watching later. And remember, you can send your feedback and questions in the chat or in the Gamepad Discord during the live stream. And you can also email us later, feedback at myamada.com. Uh, we're also on social media, at myamada on Twitter, at myamadatees on Instagram, and at Tazzy on both. So, yeah, hello. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to interrupt. <laughs> hello, hello, Chris. Um, I just want people to know that uh, I just want to advance warning. We're going to be talking some sports. I just want to give that warning. But I'll save that to the end. I just want to let people know. Okay. Hello, Chris. How are you? Uh, hey, guys. Um, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, ready to talk some games and some sports at the end. <laughs> We're happy to have you here. So hello, everyone as well that's joining us now live. Um, remember, you can just like chat to us in chat. Uh, we do have one of our lovely gamepad, my mother, staff in chat, ready to grab all those messages so that we don't miss any. And we are going to be having a games night. It's going to be or live streamed on Thursday the 25th. And we're going to be playing Among Us with some of the Studio 77 members. It's just going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> and Nigel, you're joining us for that, right? Yeah, I'm going to be playing this for the first time. Have you played Among Us, Chris? 
Yeah, yeah, no, Among okay. Us is fine. Um, All right, so it's just me. Fun. Cool. Just wanted to check that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I am. I am one of the few that has not played Among Us properly. I do have it on my Switch, so I am ready. You'll get it fast. It's real fast. You'll you'll, okay. you'll learn. Cool. And uh, just. To remind you that we do have our Gamepad Online Spring Event. It's going to be on Saturday, the 10th of April uh, from 3 p.m. And tickets are available now. They are free, but you will get exclusive new high-resolution artwork with those tickets. So it is a good idea to get a ticket. I mean, you can just show up if you want. Uh, but <laughs> there, is a, there is a benefit for getting a free ticket. And we do have our February poll which is, has the release of Cyberpunk 2077 made you less likely to pre-order games in the future? You can vote yes, no, or it depends on the developer slash publisher. And if so, which do you still trust? Uh, so the link will be in the uh, chat as well as the description when this goes up after. And it is also in the Discord and like anywhere we've posted stuff really. <laughs> So yeah, I'd love to love to know everyone else's thoughts uh, on that. My personal thoughts are: I'm not, I don't, I generally don't believe in pre-ordering games. It's very, very off, like not often that I do pre-order a game. Uh, Chris, what about you? Yeah, no. Um, before I started downloading everything, I did. I you, I, I would go and I would pre-order um, at GameStop. I definitely would if it was something I really wanted. Um, but now, you know, we can download it. You know, the night before it that 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 does everything that that takes care of everything I would do. So that that's when I that's where I'm at. But I haven't really had any games that I really wanted to pre-order. You know, recently at, at least Cyberpunk was the one that I thought. But then um, I'm glad I did it because <laughs> of all the things that were happening with that. So yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. I I am um, kind of thinking about pre-ordering uh skyward sword though that was announced last. she's already gone back on her word that was what uh two minutes <laughs> no i said i generally <laughs> oh yeah uh, to be fair you didn't say generally, okay. that's a, yeah that's a good uh, say it's more on the side of uh <laughs> less often and nintendo is like one of the like trusted generally trusted like more trusted than others <laughs> i would say but yeah let's let's get into um the the interview so uh we're going to be talking about esports and video games communities today as well as some normal sports i'm sure nigel is gonna really when enjoy I, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna pick uh, up on diving into to those um so we're gonna talk a little about uh chris's journey into into video games you know, talking of sports, you have like a sports background, right? So how did you go from sports to video games? And like, what are the connections there? Oh, I mean, that's a, that's a great question to start. So yeah, I'm a sport management professor um, at Livingstone College. It's a histor historically black um, college or university in North Carolina. And I've always been a gamer. As as many of us, we, we've always grown up um, in the game world, starting with Nintendo, um, Super Nintendo specifically, Donkey Kong Country, Mario Super World, it, it, all, all the classics. So I, I've been gaming forever, um, got into the sports industry, starting with fitness and then uh, personal training. And then finally, I got my master's to start 
teaching about um, the sports industry. And, you know, it just really combined my love for gaming and sports when esports started really taking off. I started teaching my kids, um, you know, we talk about traditional sports, but esports to me is going to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest sport brand, sport industry, period. Not even just with gaming, but overall sports. And you can you can kind of see that happening now. So I just started figuring I want to really be hands on with this industry. There's a lot of opportunities. There, there are a lot of, you know, there's a lot of growth for the industry itself. So, you know, there's always a place for people to find their spot and, you know, make something for themselves. So that's really how I started merging the two, um, just seeing that they go hand in hand already. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. I mean, it's it's in the name, esports, sports. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, at what point did you... Um, I don't know, like, I suppose you, you've always seen it, but, like, is there a, a specific game or league, like, esports league or anything that made you sort of, like, think, okay, like, have that click in your mind that it's all going to, like, just, it needs to merge together and, like, put that as a puff in your in your career? Well, so the, the story is what, what generally happened was um, while I was teaching my kids about the traditional sports world, you know, all of my kids, they game. They 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 game. They play different games. They don't know, but they didn't know the opportunities uh, besides just being a player. Um, they didn't know that they could take their skills that they might have outside of just gaming and still be in the industry. Um, so I started kind of correlating the same jobs that they're looking at in the sports world. You know, are often offered in the esports um, realm. So once I started teaching them about that and, you know, exposing them to the possibilities, I was like, you know, I love teaching, um, but I'm a young professor. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm young. I'm, I'm, I'm only 30. So I was like, you know, I don't have to just be in the classroom telling them what to do. I like to lead by example. Um, and I love gaming. So I, I, I made force management group. And like I said, I work at a historically black college university. So I wanted to make sure that I could contribute um, to the advancement of um, people of color in the gaming industry by one, you know, bringing awareness to it um, and by making my own company where I could directly impact those that I see. So, you know, once I made PMG for, you know, Force Management Group for short, it, it really just took off. Um, I started loving, you know, the the access that I was giving to these students and to the people that I found for my roster. And then about, I say this was uh, 2018 that I started, but um, about two months after I made uh, PMG, um, I had the idea of making the Black Gamer League because I, at the time, I I didn't really see a connection um, happening between, um, you know, people of color in the industry. Um, I think, you know, people would ask me, yeah, do you, do you know any, any gamers or anybody else in the industry? And I was like, well, off the top of my head, no. And I thought that was weird because any other industry in the world, it's easy to find people that look like you. And I knew that, you know, there were black people, people of color in the industry. So I was like, I want to make a networking group. And um, that turned into the Black Gamer League. And, um, you know, for I've been blessed, but, you know, it's, it's taken off and, and we're continuing to grow and um, try to impact the community that way. 
nice uh, you're in a really good position to sort of like inspire others while you're sort of like going on that journey and it not be like really distance I feel, I feel like that must be really great for your students because I know like growing it up I had one, yeah I had like one particular teacher who had like gone through his career this was in graphics design and he'd sort of and he was like fairly young um compared to like most of the other teachers <laughs> and he had gone through everything and so had that like real world experience to that wasn't like you know ages ago didn't feel like when he was talking to us it was like stuff that we could recognize it was still relevant yeah it's still yeah. relevant so that's I was like a that really helps. yeah like your students are lucky <laughs> it, 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 it does <laughs> it, it makes it makes everything um easier you know they they can relate my, my students specifically they can relate um and i'm going through the journey um you know i'm nowhere near where I hope to be. Uh, I don't even know where I want to be right now, but, you know, because I'm actively, <laughs> I'm actively going through the journey right now, mm. I can give them the real feeling. Cause I think, um, you know, you, you hear people in different industries, it doesn't even matter what it is, but people that are experienced, they kind of, they tell you how they got there, but they, you know, they might forget what they went yeah. through. I'm literally going through We're it right it. <laughs> now. So, it, so it's easier for me to, you know, say, this is where I've been successful. This is where I failed. Um, and I can remember all mm. those things. So I, I, I do feel like that's a, a valuable tool um, that I am in a position where I can teach others while I'm still learning. Um, and I have a platform and I created more platforms to do that. So um, it's been cool. It's been cool. And I think that's a good thing you mentioned about sort of you being a practitioner, basically, and remembering the steps because like, um, I think we were talking before we went live that I sort of work with young people and what can happen sometimes is if you put, like if you put someone who's at the top, like the very top and they've kind of done it, been there, done that, like that's cool, but it's almost like, well, that's so far, that's not even for me because I, I can't even relate to anything that you're going through. But like to have um, someone like yourself who's on their way, and is you can you can remember the steps, then it it, it kind of like okay, I can I can do that, like I can I can get there, and it, I think it in some ways it's more aspirational, kind of to know that oh I can I can do this as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I agree with everything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, do you have any um like role models or people that you get a lot of inspiration from? Yeah, man, uh, that that's a that's a. Um, I, I don't want to name every single person, but the, <laughs> <laughs> but the 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 people that I um, really get inspiration from. Number one being um, Jay Z, Sean Carter. Oh, you went right to the top with that one. <laughs> <laughs> number one, uh, number Not, one. Yeah. Um, don't disagree. I don't disagree. J- just because you know he's shown. You, you can have a skill, but you can expand that skill and, and, and impact so many other places. You know, he started as a rapper, you know, but now Jay-Z is known as not Jay-Z the rapper. It's like, it's like Jay-Z, a you know, yeah, this, you just he, say, does yeah. this, he does that, he does that. So, he's you know, um, now, that's inspiring he? me. I saw something like he's, oh, he's invested in, he, I saw something like he, he's invested in, in Bitcoin now. So he's, he's doing that too everything yeah i don't know when you got, sure, when you got sure that much money i guess 
exactly, exactly. But um, no, he he's inspiring because um, I would like to be a version of myself that kind of can go hand in hand with him. I want to impact a lot of people. I want to do a lot of things. So even though I'm right now I'm in the um, the gaming sphere, I want to take that and really expand it. And um, you know, honestly, I want to do things that people haven't done in gaming. That that might sound big, but that's just how I think. So he he's an inspiration. The next person would be um, this sport agent um, called Rich Paul. He is LeBron James's uh, sport agent um, with Clutch Sports Group. Um, he inspires me. A lot of the people that I really get my inspiration from, uh, they made things themselves. And I respect that a lot because, you know, that's what I did. I started everything from the ground up uh, with, you know, really no help, you know, as far as like getting the idea out there and things like that. So uh, when I see people that have been successful um, and they started something from the ground up and made it their own, um, that always gives me that extra motivation that, um, you know, anything can happen and I can be just, you know, right there with them or more. So, yeah, I, I, I'll stick with those two. I'll stick with those two because then it's going to go into the into the <laughs> list. But those, those, are, those are the top two people um, that help me specifically um, stay motivated with um, PMG and Black Gamer League. Cool. So, like, two key ones, but that sounds like you've got, like, a, a yeah, scroll. I, it's a, it's a <laughs> it, really, it really is. <laughs> And then I feel bad if I don't mention everybody. Yeah, it's like yeah. I never forget. You're gonna get uh, a DM from like Diddy and right, say right. like, "Whoa, you mentioned yeah. Jay Z." <laughs> Where's my name at, yo? <laughs> so yeah, we'll go back to a bit of sports. Um, so what type of sports do you, you really enjoy, and do you still like play them? Yeah. So um, my top. My top sports, um, I, I, I'll say uh, American football. Yeah, and I make sure I clarify that American football part. Um, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> American football, um, <laughs> basketball, um, and then I'm a I'm a lifelong martial artist. So um, MMA, mixed martial arts. Um, so um, as far as playing them, I, yeah, I actually do get get a chance to do all of those sports. Not so much with COVID, unfortunately. The football aspect, you know, I, I would be playing with my students at, at the school, still making sure I got it. And um, basketball, I, I pretty much play basketball every day, um, go shoot around, try to stay in shape. Uh, fitness is a big part of my life, kind of keeps me keeps me grounded. And then MMA, like I said, um, I'm a lifelong martial artist. I've, I've been training the martial arts since I was four, officially, like in, in, in a training facility for before that, I've always looked at, um, you know, different movies. I was flipping off the couch and giving my giving my parents uh, heart attacks and things like that. Um, I competed in, mar- in MMA. So, yeah, you know, things to keep me keep me grounded. Awesome. And um, did you or do you still get any resistance being a sports fan in video games or uh, a video games fan in sports? You know what? Um Honestly, no, no, not not really, because um, when people ask me about the, you know, the two, I it, like I said, they, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. If, if you really break it down, they really do go hand in hand. So, you know, I've been in a position, I'm lucky to be in a position where I can talk about my favorite sports and then talk about esports and, you know, bring them together. So I don't really have any any resistance when it comes to um, people even asking me um, what I do. 
I, you know, I'm a sport management professor, but I do all these other things. And, you know, lucky for me, I've made it work. I've made it come together. So, yeah, no, it, it's, it's been pretty, pretty good. Everyone's treated me very nice up to this point. <laughs> that's really, that's really interesting because I find, and, it, you know, it's, it's not like universal, but because um, I've spoken to people who there's like an assumption in some circles, like if you play video games, you don't like sports. Mm. And if you like sports, then you can't like video games. Is that unless it's Madden, FIFA, uh, NBA, <laughs> 2K? Then yeah, other, other than that, um, which is yeah, quite uh, quite weird. I find, yeah. but it's good to hear. And 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 to to your point, I, I obviously the internet is the internet, so I, I see both sides. You know, people that are really really into sports that don't really treat gaming or esports more specifically as a comp, you know, a competitive scene. And then, you know, you do have people in the gaming industry that don't necessarily pay attention to sports, but I think all that is really a part of your social world. How did you grow up? What are your experiences in life? Like I'm a lifelong athlete, but I'm also a lifelong gamer and they don't have to be separate. Um, so I just think that um, not enough people give credit to uh, other people's uh, lives, meaning, meaning, you know, mm. just because you didn't grow up listening or, or looking at sports and playing games doesn't mean that someone else in the world didn't, you know, yeah. didn't merge the two already. Mm-hmm. So uh, I try to yeah. be a lot, you know, me specifically, I'm, I'm very accepting of whatever type of, you know, environment you grew up, wh- whatever you like. But we know, everyone knows on the internet, people are very cutthroat for no reason <laughs> about anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they try to be gatekeepers for everything. So I hate that. But, uh, you know, as long as I'm, you know, getting interviewed and, and speaking about, you know, my journey, I'll let everyone know that it's okay to be on both sides. It's not, not going to do anything bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, suddenly you're going to become allergic to one if you do the other. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, um, so you did mention that you you um, still play basketball to like keep up with fitness. I was just going to say, like, how does your like routine, like how do you manage a routine for keeping fit and healthy and also like being very involved in video games, which it can be a very like, still activity <laughs> you know and and because of what i'm doing with pmg and black gamer league i would love to say that i sit and i get a chance to play my games but i don't <laughs> i don't and not not nearly as much as what i used to before i really got into the industry unfortunately but you know everything i do goes hand in hand so it's still cool to me that I get to watch streams. I get to see other people playing. I get to keep up with the news. So, you know, as long as I can do that, I feel really good. And then, you know, when I when I get a chance to, to, to sit down and game, I, I really enjoy it just because I don't have the luxury of sitting. And, and, and then I'm a family man. I have a wife and I have uh, two young kids, you know, two little daughters. So, you know, my time is very, very uh, spread out. Um, but you know, when I get a chance, it's still it's still great. Um, it's still great to play the new games that I can and um and go from there. But everything I do, it, it keeps me grounded. I will say, if I don't, don't get to exercise, if I don't, you know, check in on my streams, check in with the gaming news, um, play a little bit, I do feel a little off. You know, I feel a little off. But 
as long as I keep on trying to do everything, um, you know, I keep myself together and I'll survive. I'll survive. Mm. Um, I'm just going to check in with chat because we do have a question in there. Um, Raven Ard says, first of all, gatekeepers are the worst. Completely agree there. <laughs> and uh, a question, uh, favorite streamers? Oh, man, I'll I, be biased. Uh, this might be really biased. Bias, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, um, but uh the Geechee Gamer, she's a she's a dope streamer, Vietnam Big, Midori Hana. Uh and, and if you if you follow my 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 chats, or not my chats, but my links, you'll you'll see all these people that they, they are my favorites. Um Ray J Draconis, um Clutch JD. This is now this is gonna this is gonna go in that long list. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like you got your list ready. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> you might it's have to do some like list. Google Docs, and then we'll just have to yeah. like attach them. Like. Right, right. And, and I'll, I'll just put it all out there. I, I'm gonna, I'll put it on LinkedIn. I'll put, I'll put it on LinkedIn for everybody. But um, no, there's so many. That's a great. That's a great thing, though. There's so many talented individuals, and and all of those people that I named, you know, they they happen to be black, <laughs> people of color. But um, you know, that speaks to why I even started doing what I, what I, what I, what I made, because we have so many talented individuals that don't necessarily get looked at and, or have the opportunities to get looked at. So I I really um, love doing my part in making sure I'm showing love to the talented individuals that I know. Mm. Um, So we'll go on to a bit about the uh, force management group. So for those of us that don't really understand the esports world um, and what goes on there, what is an esports management com- company and what is its role in esports? What do you what do you do? <laughs> Basically, the the simplest way of explaining it is we help your brand, we help build you up, we help you get that recognition that um, other people are getting. So we took the traditional aspect of a sport agency. Uh, with traditional sports, and we made the main focus to be esport athletes, content creators, streamers, and and those in the industry. Period. Um, as we know, the internet and promotion of yourself is half the battle, or more than half the battle. Actually, you know, your success really is dependent on who knows you, who can see your work, who can see you play. Where you know what what opportunities can you provide for yourself, and um, that's a that's a place where it's traditionally been you know seen as the organization or the team owners' jobs. So you know people that are on um, esport orgs or things like that, you know traditionally the team would take care of all that. But you know sometimes you need people to be specifically there for you, especially when you're growing. So we wanted to provide that service of promotion, advertisement, making sure your page is good. How can you increase your followers? How can you, you know, show people your skills, show people your worth? Because um, especially in 2021, where no one's going anywhere because of COVID, everything's online, you can still, you know, find your way in the industry, but you have to have an online presence. It's almost impossible to really um, especially from the ground up, it's almost impossible to get yourself out there if you have no online presence. And then obviously, you know, how good is your presence? Are you, are you, is your content good? 
Are you have people behind you? Are, are you yourself learning and becoming a better content creator or streamer, things like that? So we just like to give that helping hand to people that we see potential in. Um, I can proudly say uh, for multiple reasons, we started PMG, we started with people that were, weren't necessarily huge because it's very, very important to me to give people a chance. I started from the ground up. So I respect anyone that starts from the ground up and, you know, that's the majority of streamers, but it would be nice if people had someone that, you know, would have their back, would support them when times got hard, let them know that they can be successful, let them know how to be successful and, you know, just pick each other up. And that goes back, you know, to why two months later I made the Black Camera League. I thought it was very, very important industry. And not only can I make it, but I have people that I, that I can connect to that can help this journey, you know, be easier or provide some words of wisdom because all that is valuable. People don't have to necessarily give you, you know, give you all the keys to success, but, you know, sometimes it's hearing someone and what they went through or being able to relate with them can give you that spark to really keep going. Mm. So um, it's important for me to be behind people and, and, and have their back. So that's how PMG started. Definitely. So you did say a bit about, you know, you, d- you didn't necessarily go for like massive people um, and you really have the idea to want to support people like building from the ground up. So tell us a bit about some of the people that are on your roster and how do you decide who you are going to manage? I, I, I named about four of them already. <laughs> um, um, and, and, and very quickly, Vietnam Big, Dagichi Gamer, Clutch JD, Midori Hana is on our stream team. Ray Jerry Conus is on our stream team. See, and this is why I need a list. Um, <laughs> am, am I approved? No, OG Sweatband. Um, so, you know, for me to choose who I am bringing on, um, it's, a, it's a number of things. One, I would say, is your passion. Do you, what do you want to do with gaming? Um, what do you want to do with your career? Do you, like, I want to help everyone that I can, but I can't help you more than you want to help yourself at the end of the day. So are you putting in the work before I see you? Are you trying to grow? Are you, are you, you know, are you passionate about what you're doing? Do you believe in yourself? I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of believing in yourself because that's all I do. You know, some people frown and I don't think it should be like that. So um, the people I work with, I want them to want it more than I want it for them because that's the only way you're going to be successful. Um, no that's matter so what, true. no matter what you do, you have to want it more than what anybody wants for you. So I try to pinpoint those little things. And if you um, if you if you notice, I didn't I didn't say anything about you know followers or the phys, you know what you can actually see. It's more so what I feel that like they have on the inside. Do they believe that they can make it? Do they believe in the things that they actually are saying and, and telling me? And if I feel that, I'll, I'll be behind you 120%. So that's what I look for. That And that's that kind of goes into why I don't just necessarily look for big streamers because unfortunately, once people get to a certain level, it's more about, it can, it can, it can, it, it's different, it's different things that they might want from you or, or they they might need help with specific things. They they might not need the 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 same type of motivation or or the the networking that you may have. So um, I like to 
get people from the ground up and, and help them realize, you know, their potential and what they can do, if that makes sense. I hope that answered the question good. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's great. Um, and so what is your view on esports today? Uh, what's good about it? And where do you see room for improvement? Oh, man. Um, how much time we have? <laughs> <laughs> um, what's good about it? I'm, my, one of my favorite words is opportunity. Uh, esports cr- creates and provides a lot of opportunity for anyone to, to, to make their own. Um, this is the perfect space if you um, don't want to do that, quote unquote, nine to five or traditional jobs or things like that. Um, you know, entrepreneurship is at an all time high and um, creating your own platform is one of those things that if you do it right, it can sustain. So um, I love the fact that esports is becoming such a big platform to where gaming is at the forefront of traditional sports. Gaming is uh, being exposed and, and merging with pop culture. Um, you see some of the biggest stars in the world between athletes and um, artists, music artists, um, to anyone really, they might have their hands in, in gaming. They might be gamers. It's much more promoted now. As in back in the day, you know, somebody might have been a gamer, but you would have only known that had you known them personally and you were a gamer. It's not like (laughs) it wasn't the necessarily cool thing to say, yeah, I play games. Come, you know, you know, but you see uh, professional athletes have Twitches now that they actually are on. You see music artists, the people, you know, people all around the world and, you know, getting views from millions of people that actually are gamers as well. So um, I think it's been a, a, a crazy boom, I will say, um, once COVID hit. Obviously, with, you know, the limiting of interaction outside and with each other, gaming stepped in to be that that happy medium because now not only are we helping people with their mental health because they're they're not so isolated. They, they can play games with their friends. They can they can explore new worlds. They can really, you know, have that escapism from, you know, what's going on that is is it's become, you know, such a, a beautiful thing that it's at the forefront. And um, you know, and from a business when, standpoint, you know, I I'll I, I, I was just gonna say that was especially when like um sports shut down as well, because then I saw a lot of sports personalities do their sport in the video game space. I think that brought a massive attention to it as well. That's that's literally what I was about to say, Nigel. The, the, uh, I the saw business it. I saw side it itself. <laughs> <laughs> you, it, be, be, you know, it, the NBA, the NBA has its own league now. The NFL, they've, they've invested into Madden. And like you said, Nigel, we have players playing as themselves and, and you know, building new organizations that represent these huge sports organizations and brands. So it's provided a lot of people with, you know, opportunities to to not only grow their businesses, grow them as people, but the, these organizations, these billion dollar organizations are loving gaming. Obviously they're taking advantage of it. You know, they want to make money, but what that does for the general gamer is provide that exposure and makes it easier for that general gamer, even though they might not be 
in it for the money, they are still getting more exposure now because we're bringing so many eyes into what we are doing or what people have been doing for years. That's Now, that is an argument that a lot of people have. Well, you know, you're not a real gamer. You just, you know, you're trying to play this or, or, or you know, um, go back, go back to playing sports. No, like it, it goes, it goes back to that gatekeeper mentality. You no one, I'm sorry. No one cares that you feel like you're the real gamer. Everyone is a gamer. No one, no, like, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't stop any, like stop trying to steal people's joy. So yeah. if they find joy <laughs> in gaming, you know, if, they, if they're happy saying, even if they say, yes, I'm a gamer, why does that bother you so much? Because at the end of the day, gaming growing, esports growing, it literally helps the whole landscape. It helps everything in, 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 in so many different ways that you might not even understand. But yeah, gatekeeping sucks. Stop that. Because it, everyone can enjoy gaming. And yes, esports being on places like ESPN or different sports networks and kind of getting the forefront, it doesn't take away from the purity of it. At some point, you want things to grow. And like at some point you got into gaming, like, isn't it great? Like, I always find it so great when you can now share that love that you've had all this time and you're like, oh, finally you get now why I love this thing so much. Welcome. Like, why are you blocking Welcome. more of us existing? And it and it's so funny because like what you've mentioned about um, it being more, more that, that exposure, right? So when things do sort of like get back to normal, they're going to go back to playing sports in real life. But now when you say you play whatever game that these personalities have been playing, you will now be like way normal. There'll be no more of that. Oh, like, so what do you do? Like that, that, yeah. um, that sort of like negative tone that's, that's put on game, the gaming industry and streaming so often now, like it, the whole world's sort of been exposed to it now. Like, mm-hmm. what's bad about that? Yo, everyone's gonna understand us. Like, <laughs> we're no longer the the weird kid in the corner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the kid, the kid in the basement, the kid in the basement <laughs> with the lights off. <laughs> like, no, we're, we're normal people yeah. <laughs> with jobs and, and lives, and we love the game. It shouldn't be anything else besides that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly that. Exactly that. And you know, what uh, do you have as your like greatest career achievement? Um, in gaming, correct? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it can be gaming, but uh, if there's something beyond gaming, that's we love to hear that too. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, and and this is this is not a um, really how I feel. As I said, I was a martial artist for my life. Um, I, I, I wanted my career to be in MMA. I wanted to continue fighting. Some things happened. Um, had a family. Getting punched for a living is not yes. the best yes. <laughs> situation to always be in. So I will be, I'll be honest. I'll be transparent. Um, you know, I, it took me a second to find something that I felt like I, I loved as much as uh, training and, and, and competing. Um, I'm a, I'm a super competitive person. So um, when I had the idea of PMG, when I started impacting my students, teaching them about, you know, the sports industry and, and, and esports and gaming, it clicked. 
to make my businesses. And I will say, and I, I mean, it's 120%. My biggest achievement is this going after my idea and, and making it real, bring it, bring it to light, making PMG officially. You know, a lot of people say, you know, I have a business, but they don't go to the steps of, you know, really making it a business. I made PMG a business. I made the Black Gamer League something real, something I could see, something that I could impact on the daily. And um, I will have to say this going after my dreams, um, finding something else that I loved and, and creating it and not just letting it seep back into my head and then going throughout my day. That That's my biggest achievement to this point. I've done things, but as far as what has really impacted my life in a in, in a positive way and has led me down a new path, creating my own, you know, seat at the table. I created my own table, you know, creating my own table has been the best thing that I've ever done besides uh, have, have my family and my and my kids. So, um, you know, I, I put that emphasis when I'm trying to tell other people to go after their dreams, because if you really believe in something if you believe in yourself it shouldn't you shouldn't stop yourself for one and you shouldn't worry about what other people you know when you're trying to do something for yourself so i hope you know down the line years from now i hope i have a laundry list of achievements um that i've done in the gaming industry and and beyond like i said jay-z and rich paul they are not just stuck to what they do so i'm not going to be either so Maybe, uh, you know, down the line, when, when we ha- have a live interview with uh, Mayamata in studio somewhere, I can I can expand on, on where I'm coming, <laughs> what I've done. Yeah. I think definitely. a live interview anywhere I'm, will be a, my greatest achievement in this <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> where we are now. So, uh, yeah, but I look forward to that. Seeing another human being. Yeah, yeah. Great um, definitely and like what what at the moment what are the sort of things that you you see that you still need to improve on for yourself yeah um one um <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll I'll give a better answer but definitely the, the the technical side I'm I'm still learning so much about technology I, I was as I was telling Nigel before before we got on you know I'm happy that I could set up my camera and, and my mic and, it, and, it, and it's clear and it's good. So you know I, I really want to dive into um, learning those technical skills uh, as a business owner. It's important for me to um, to really make sure I can run the ship myself. I, I want to bring other people in, but I, I don't want to just be. Uh, I never want to be a, a person or, or you know a boss. I don't really like to use that word, but I don't. I don't want to be a person where I have to one count on someone to get something done and to give a lot of energy to someone else to do something when in all actuality, I could have learned how to do it myself. So I'm, I'm just trying to learn those technical skills so I can be more proficient and, um, and you know, keep helping my people as much as possible. I, I think if I know how to do things and I still bring someone else on, that it only helps the equation. So uh, Definitely, definitely the technical side. There's so many things I, that, that I want to learn. Anybody out there that wants to help me give, give me a, a, a tutorial or anything, I'm, I'm always open. Yeah, I think I think a lot of us can re- relate to that. I, I myself, I feel like I know I'm just always dealing with tech and I could totally get that. Like just being able to do it yourself is definitely like a benefit, but also it's great if you know how to do it but you're bringing someone that's just like an expert in that on and they can like 
but like exactly. just having that knowledge is just so reassuring, right? Exactly. So a bit more about the the Black Gamer League. Uh, you know, tell us a bit about what the Black Gamer League is um, and what was, I mean, you've already sort of gone into what inspired you to start it, but if there's anything else you can add to that. Yeah, so like, like you know, the, ba- the base of Black Gamer League um, is that networking community. I just wanted people to be able to find others that look like them that could help them um, on their journey, whatever way they, you know, they could provide, uh, whatever help they could provide. But I want it to also be, and what it's building to be now, um, is uh, another place to showcase Black people and people of color, as far as the competitive side specifically. Because as we, you know, if you're familiar with esports at all, the people that are promoted the most, uh, the people that are on these top tier teams, you don't really see people of color on these teams. And that's not because we don't have the skill. That is not because we don't have the skill. It's, as I was saying, it's that opportunity. It's it's the connections. So I want to be on the forefront of showing the skill that players have. um, And that's gonna gonna take shape into different games, obviously, because esports are, is, is a wide variety of games that are classified classified as esports now. So I want to make sure I'm at the forefront um, of really promoting these players um, and giving them another chance um, to have that opportunity to be seen. So that that's something that's very, very important. You know, we, we want to do different events to where, um, you know, like you guys are great because you're, you're, you're exposing people to people in the industry, I want to do the same thing. I, I, I want to bring people to the forefront, you know, to to really be able to talk to others and, ha- and help them get to where they need to be. So um, exposure, that I guess that's the key word. I, I, want to, I want to create that atmosphere to, you know, bring exposure to Black people and people of color. So, yeah. Awesome. And what have your, been some of your biggest lessons on your journey so far? This one I can I can condense. It's not it's not as long, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, one trusting yourself. Like I said, I I, I believe in myself one hundred and twenty percent. But when you're going into an industry where you didn't have can don't have connections, um, or or you, you you know maybe you're shy. Um, I, I I've been blessed to have developed. Um, an aptitude for, you know, talking and public speaking, but public speaking itself is very, very, very difficult for a lot of people. So, um, you know, I, I just finding that way to continue your journey and, and know it's okay to develop as you're going. A lot of people try to act like they have it all together. And um, I've had to battle with that myself. I have to be true to myself. I know I'm learning a lot. I know I, there's a lot that I have, you know, haven't even heard of or or, or, or discovered. So I, I think um, a part of the journey for me is making sure that I am setting my foundation. I'm building my blocks. Um, I'm not rushing the process. Mm. And I can't. Um, and I, I know you guys can probably relate to this. A lot of people can. I'm. I'm. I can't look at what other people are doing. Or maybe yeah. how fast they got there, or you know what they where where they're at. I can't look at that and and make that a judgment on myself. Everyone it's in hard the world not to do sometimes has their own journey. It's hard. It's so yeah. hard. It's, we're we're <laughs> it's natural. It's like 
humans, we, we have that natural, especially when we're working hard for something that we love and then we see somebody else that we're like, man, how, you know, how they do that? Like it's a natural thing, but you have to catch yourself. You have to catch yourself. You know, I'm not saying I don't do it, but, but, but what I will say is I catch myself. And I think, I think that's important for you to do. Stop judging yourself on other people's journey. If you, if anyone follows my, my Twitter, I literally probably tweet about my journey so much all throughout. Like, I don't even know how many tweets I put out, but I always talk about the journey because that is so important for us to, to, to develop and to be ourselves and be comfortable with where we're at, knowing that each individual has their own personal journey. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. It's just about how you feel about yourself. And if you are strong enough mentally to, you know, block all of that out and keep on achieving um, at your at your pace. That's what it's about. Mm, definitely. And where do you see your organizations in like three to five years? And the in like the esports industry as a whole, where do you think that's going? PMG, Black Emerald League, I want to take over the world. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I want us to be, I want us to be at the forefront of that, that, that those those positive causes. Um, I, I literally can't think of what I might think next year, but I know as long as my, you know, my base, my base, uh, well, what am I looking for? My my goals, my base goals kind of stay the same, you know, helping people, creating, you know, opportunities and exposure for people. Um, I hope that you know, I am on a bigger platform. That I, yes, keep my values. Thank you. Thank you, Nigel. As long as my values stay the same, then, you know, the journey will it'll take me to where I need to be. And and luckily for me, it, it's been working out that way. So I do. I just want to, I want us to be huge. Uh, and I want us to, you know, the bigger platform that I feel like I have is the bigger platform that I can help other people. Um, that's just how the world works. As far as esports, man, I, I tell my kids all the time in in 10 years, esports can be really the, the top sports industry in the world. Um, and I, I stand behind that because it's so many avenues. It's, it, you know, gaming is so diverse that it's almost impossible to keep it from becoming one, you know, the biggest sports industry in the world when it's not going to be stopped by the lack of players. One, you find a new a new athlete, a new esport player every day. Esports are not, um, you know, it's not capped by age. We have some of the you know, the biggest players in the world are, are young kids, you know, and 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 I, I like to show love to my old my old gamers. You know, they still they still have opportunities to compete. You know, so you know, there's really nothing that can stop esports from continuously to grow the biggest um organizations the sport organizations in the world all can you know covid covid is the perfect example it covid one thing stopped all of these industries from basically you know you know being or thriving like they would usually do they they made them have to adjust what didn't have to adjust (laughs) it didn't have to do anything it increased everything so the fact that you know now now what <laughs> gaming's kryptonite esports kryptonite is you know just like this world thing happened 
if the internet is gone, then <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Then I'm wrong. That's true. As, yeah. long as, but, as long as the internet and COVID don't exist in the same space, then gaming can still oh esports can. It's it's it, you it know as long dry. as yeah, because we can have as long as we can if we can have physical events, not have an internet. It's not. I mean. Land parties, hello. We'll <laughs> it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but together, COVID and and no internet, worse. Like that's the end of that's the world the stuff right there. <laughs> that that's that, that's the worst. That's our worst nightmare. But so, but you know, beyond something as drastic as that, nothing is stopping esports from growing and and continuously to grow. There's nothing. And you know, you know, Tazzy, like you said. Even if the athletes, you know, once COVID's gone and people aren't necessarily so, so out there with gaming, it still provided that, you know, that that feeling of it's okay to game. It's okay for new people to want a game. I can still play my sport now, but oh, now it's cool. I, I'm still going to go and game. I, I'm going to go to gaming events. You know, it, it really provides um, that that needed. I'll say that that needed safeguard where it's like, okay, gaming's not going anywhere. So I'm happy being here. Mm-hmm. And if I can go play sports, cool, but gaming's not going anywhere. So that, that that's a that's comforting. That's comforting to know. Cool. I'm just going to touch base uh, with chat before Nigel goes into sports chat. <laughs> Again, so, some of that out of you. Um, but you did kind of touch on it a bit earlier. We had a really good question in chat, which is, why aren't there more Black esports players in team-based com- competitions outside players like Dominic McLean? Sonic Fox and various black fighting professionals and a handful of speedrunners. There doesn't seem to be a lot of representation. And this is from, I was about to say Ocarina, but that's because my mind just defaults (laughs) to Legend of Zelda, Zelda. like everything. Um, (laughs) uh, The Okanisha, I think I'm saying that right. I'm sorry. I'm the worst with written names. (laughs) No, no, um, that's a great question. So, I mean, typically that's what you see. You see the the you know if you see a black professional, they're they're in single player games, a lot of you know sports games, and then the FGC, you know the fighting game community is is not necessarily that team setting, and that is one thing. And I'm going to go back to my question or that was asked about uh, where I see myself, you know, five ten years from now, Black Gamer League PMG, we're going to have teams that are consist you know consist of all people of color not that, that that's not that's not to say that that's not to say other people aren't welcome things like that but it's very very important for people to you know create these type of situations where we can say that um you know there is a team of black people that play this you know it, it shouldn't be because you don't have to ask that question for any other race you know and that might that might try when I want to retract that but you don't have to ask that question for Caucasian people, right? There's never a question of, is there a full team of Caucasian people? Like, it's almost like a duh. Yeah, of course there is. But why isn't it like that for Black people, people of color? And it's because we just don't have that that infrastructure right now. So that's one of my goals for sure, is to make sure that I have a team that I have made that consists of Black people and people of color to where, you know, they're so known that you know, someone asked that same question in the chat. We can be like, yeah, Black Gamer League has one. Yeah, PMG has one. That's important. Representation is always important. It's important. 
And like I said earlier in the interview, it's not that it's a lack of skill. I know I know some crazy skilled people. It's not a lack of skill. It's just a lack of that opportunity, exposure, and people backing them and believing in them and putting them at the forefront of these competitions. When more people come together and that, you know, that hat right now, I'm building, I'm building everything and I'm proud to be building everything. But if I had millions of dollars, I would have so I would have multiple teams, of, you know, full of people of color. And I, you know, I can't wait. That's the other great thing about esports and gaming coming to that that pop culture platform that we we're talking about. More people are diving in. You see more people, you know, the 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 means to to really build a team. You see them coming into the scene um, and you know, you know, dipping their toe in. But we still haven't seen people try to make that that leap to having a team that's representative of people of color. So that is one of my goals. So anyone is out there that wants to help me with that, um, you know, I'm 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 doing it. I'm I'm doing it, and I'm that's one of my goals for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got. Yeah, we're on that lookout for sponsors as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like we're we're here, we're here. <laughs> um, both of your organizations are really like give that opportunity to just like the opportunity that's not necessarily it's necessarily there or it might not be that it's not there but it's just not obvious for people not being able to see people like themselves and it's hard to be the first right like and and the continued support as well something that that's quite unique to your organizations is if once you are there once you do have those big teams there'll be continued support to facilitate that anyway I'm going to hand you over to Nigel now because I, I know he's <laughs> yes, just okay, like I'm excited gonna... <laughs> to talk sports with someone. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dive too deeply because you know we want to get Chris back to his family, so uh, I'm not gonna take uh, too much time. But yes, yeah, <laughs> okay, good, good, okay, brother. cool. Yeah, but um, all right. So there's a couple of things I wanted to. Uh, get your perspective um, from American sports. One I personally don't understand uh, and another I do. So I'll start with the one I don't understand and it's NFL, which like I watched some of the Super Bowl. I, I understood some of what's happening, but in terms of like quarterbacks and Tom Brady, uh, I'm always curious to know like how how good someone is and how much is it I guess like high ports has been built up in in media. So just can you explain to me how good Tom Brady is and why he's so good? Oh, I'm I'm laughing. Uh, all right, so <laughs> I'm I'm laughing because um, especially if my students are watching Tom Brady specifically, this was his first year on a new team, but he came yeah. from my favorite team. Uh, my my favorite NFL team are, are the, is the New England Patriots, okay. and he 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 won us um, the the championship alone um, six times, and then he just yeah. went and then they got rid of him. Yeah, yeah, because they thought he was too old. It's a long story. I don't want I don't right. want to hurt myself because I, I might <laughs> I might shed a tear. But um, no, but um, so to answer your question, it. He 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 is considered the greatest of all time, especially after winning this last Super Bowl in his first year with a new team. He's considered the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, and the funny thing is, it's not necessarily his athletic ability. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not the he's not the most standout athlete. No, no, he, he he's pretty slow. He's pretty slow, yeah. but he has that mind. 
Right. He has that mind and determination. Um, he's a he's a a genius um, as far as the you know the game of football. Um, he had, understands both sides. So, you know, he's great because he has that 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 hunger, that unhealthy obsession. obsession yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and 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 unfortunately, he left us and went went to got an, you know get another Super Bowl. But you know, he he's one of the people I actually look up to as well. Um, just, just <laughs> oh, from he's on the, the list. Yeah, exactly. He's on a list. But, you know, just from the, the aspect of him working hard, not to get on a whole, like I said, he literally came from my favorite team. So I'm not going to get on the whole spiel. But, oh, um, <laughs> but, but he, he, was a, he was a late draft pick, like a very late draft pick, sixth round, pick 122. He mm. was very late. So typically people that are drafted in those settings, they don't last in the league. He's been in the right. league for, you know, you know, 20 years now, Yeah, 20 years. The most winning this, uh, you know, he's got more rings than everybody in any other quarterback. He's got him on. He's still playing and wants to play until he's 45. He's 43 now. So, um, you know, just his work ethic, his work ethic, mm. his belief in itself, his belief that, you know, no one can tell him age, you know, father time, nothing can stop him. That's why he's one of those people I look up to. And that's why, even though he's not on my team anymore, I still love the guy. Cool. Fair enough. All right. Thanks for explaining that. Um, all right. So I'm going to skip over to something I do understand and, and, and basketball. So like basketball isn't huge here in the UK. It's definitely bigger. Uh, I think our like um, networks sign deals so that it's shown more, but we've always been, have some kind of interest just like culturally. And obviously like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, now LeBron James, just those players that kind of transcend the sport. But for me, I started getting into it as Kobe Bryant was leaving, retiring, I think his last couple seasons in LA, and then just uh, following LeBron James, just kind of for a lot of the reasons you spoke about Tom Brady, I kind of see that in terms of that drive to be better and to understand the game, your, your craft, and just not just like playing, but how do I get better? How do I make others better which is something that even though I definitely don't uh, play basketball very well I can, I can appreciate uh, and that so my question is this season uh, the Lakers can they win another championship and specifically I asked that in the context of because I understand that uh, the Brooklyn Nets just ha- had three of the best offensive players together in the same team which seems unfair to me that you can make that happen. But anyway, they've got that. So, because it, it would be a story if LeBron James at the age he's at can overcome. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, money. So what? how do you see that playing out in terms of who will win this year's championship? Man, Nigel, we need another podcast, bro. We might, um, I was, I was uh, thinking that. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, we can make this a sports podcast. Le- LeBron James is a transcendent talent. He's the, you know, there's a reason why He's in the conversation with Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, you know, and him. You like, there's a reason. He's a transcendent talent. He's so skilled, a genius of the game. With and, and unlike Tom Brady, he actually has the physical attributes yeah. to do more than what the average person can do. So to answer your question, unfortunately, um, his right hand man. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. Yeah. He he just he just um sustained another injury. So I would say that makes it hard. If if Anthony Davis was healthy, 
I think they could beat the Brooklyn Nets, even though they have, you know, arguably the best scorer in the game within Kevin Durant. And then they have two two bona fide superstars and one, um, you know, with, with Kyrie Irving that's won a championship with LeBron Major James. Fun, yeah. um, and then you have James Harden, who um, is one of the best scorers, pure scorers in the game and not only scores, but point guards, even though he's really a shooting guard, a crazy team. That team alone, this those three can really make a run. And um, if, you know, Anthony Davis wasn't hurt, I would say that would be a great battle. But I think LeBron and Anthony Davis would pull it together. But I will say, just as a disclaimer, LeBron is so great that I can't put anything past him because <laughs> he would, you know, you know, he was responsible for beating the the 72 win Warriors with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, a team Being that was down. A, a team that was so unbeatable. He came back and he beat them. So that's the great thing I love, love about sports and competition that you know, at the end of the day, you still have to play the game. That goes into mm. esports. You have to play the game. And anything can happen. Whoever, you know, mind over matter, whoever's going to play harder, whoever's taking care of their body, whoever, you know, makes the, you know, the right decisions, limits the mistakes, you know, anything can happen. So what I, you know what, I'm a, this is a hot take. I'm going to say I still have LeBron winning the championship, even if he okay. doesn't have Anthony Davis. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say that because I, I love tape. sports stories. So <laughs> I would love for that to happen just so we can talk about it. Yeah, that would be a good story. Cool. All right. Thank you for that. And yeah, we will definitely have to uh, come together and, and talk more sports at some point. But, um, uh, mm-hmm. And thank you for those who came here for esports and they're just like, whoa, what's, what's, what's happened? So thank you for sticking around for that. Um, so yeah, no, that's um, before we wrap up, I just want to. Uh, like I'd I say, shout out to everyone uh, in the chat who is watching us live and people who will watch watch back later. So I said, mentioned at the top, this is one of the interview series. We're doing interviews, panels, different events as part of our Gamepad and Studio 77 platform. So next, the next live stream will be next week where I will learn how to play Among Us, which apparently is easy to pick up. So said Chris, so... I'm going to take his word for that. So we're going to be playing with some Studio 77 members. And that's the kind of thing we're going to look to be doing on a month-by-month basis in between our larger Gamepad Online events. And speaking of Gamepad Online, the next event is on April the 10th. It's a Saturday from 3 p.m. GMT. Uh, I can't do that calculation in my head but if you go to our website we'll have like times if you're in uh, whichever side of the uh, states you are in so tickets are available now and as Tazzy mentioned you can get as well as event reminders um, we're going to be doing sort of exclusive artwork around each event we do and the high-res version of that will go out to all ticket holders and people in our discord uh, also before we go and just need to remind people about our February poll so every month we do a new poll where we asked you about different gaming topics and this month's poll is has the release of cyberpunk 2077 made you less likely to pre-order games in future um for a lot of people the answer might be yes but it depends who's uh who's watching who's listening let us know your thoughts we've put got the link in the stream so you can check that out make your voice heard and then we're gonna announce those results in next week week after Beginning of March, we'll we'll figure out 
uh, when. So yeah, you can look out for that. And yeah, thank you to Chris for joining us. As always, it's always good to hear people's journeys and what yes. they're interested. Um, so thank you for joining us. No, no, thank you. No, I appreciate. I always appreciate people like giving their time to uh, talk about what they do. So yeah, we hope everyone watching has enjoyed that. Uh, please do follow us on Twitch. We'll have more streams to come. Um, like I said, watch me figure out Among Us. Uh, that's next week. And we're generally just looking to like inform and demystify gaming culture, the games industry, uh, as we work to make it more inclusive um, and doing what we can do towards that aim. Uh, you can also join our Discord, which is... Yeah, I was going to try and see the link, but it's some random link. I don't know why I would remember that. Yeah, By yeah. the way, um, we'll get a link in the chat. So, um, I, was, I was thinking, of that. is it like gamepad uh, slash discord or something like that? Maybe we should do that. Anyway, you can yeah. join our Discord, uh, get a heads up on stuff that we're doing with Gamepad, with Studio 77. Um, we've also got our monthly video series, The Gamepad Report, where Tazzy and I uh, let you know what's coming up for that month in gamepad and that's where we'll be like talking about the results of the poll as well so you can hear that in the coming week or so we haven't worked out a schedule but yeah and then like i said you can join us for uh gamepad on the 10th of april and i think the last thing i should make sure to mention is if you have liked the, the sound of tazzy and my voice for the past hour you will love our story x story podcast where we basically talk about stories across pop culture uh, and have interviews with creators in the games industry in comics in cosplay as well as video game discussions so yeah you can check that out again we'll have those links in the chat or if you're listening to this later in some description, they'll be somewhere, we're easy to find. So, but yeah, that has been our stream. That has been our interview. And yeah, thank you all for joining us. You can find us like online. You can always give us a shout directly. Our email address, if people still using emails, gamepad at mymeta.com and our website with links to the Discord and our next event is in the chat. So until next time, everyone, Stay tuned and still stay safe. We'll see you all later. Bye.